At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Three, two, one. Never has there been a better time to be alive in human history. If you're not feeling it, you must discover why. Join Matthew Bolton in developing and applying a framework of objective optimism toward a flourishing life of meaning, health, and happiness. Here's your host, Matthew Bolton. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mr. Brightside. I'm Matthew Bolton. Today's show is an interview with guest Cynthia Jai. Cynthia is a voice coach, but it doesn't mean she's a coach for singers, which is what we commonly think. She's a voice coach for particularly business leaders and other people in positions of leadership, but it's not just for people uh, in leadership positions. Uh, She coaches anyone about how to have a more assertive, influential voice and how to connect with, with oneself through voice. And uh, I had Cynthia on because I'm always looking for different um, pro- approaches to life or different aspects of life that we might optimize to better serve a full, integrated, uh, optimal life. And I think voice is something that's very overlooked. That's certainly Cynthia's position. And I found talking to her that she obviously knows her stuff very well. She's very passionate about it. And you can see that in the interview. And I'm just uh, now walking away from it paying more attention to my voice and how I can affect it and also how my voice can help affect the way I feel and the way my whole, um, the way I connect with myself. So I I found it quite a fascinating interview and I hope you will too. I hope you find value in it. Um, I'm going to take you there right now. Enjoy. Hi everybody. Welcome now to our interview. I'm joined by Cynthia Chai. Cynthia is a voice coach, professional speaker, CSP and best-selling author. She's also a TEDx speaker. Cynthia has helped business professionals and professional speakers from 46 countries across six continents with their voices to speak with impact and conviction and engages and inspires people to embrace change and take action. Cynthia has been a professional speaker and coach for the past 18 years, and her engagement spans five continents in 18 countries and regions, such as the USA, Finland, the Netherlands, Portugal, Spain, Argentina, Egypt, Singapore, Malaysia, wait for it. Hong Kong, Macau, mainland China, India, Brunei, Vietnam, Thailand, Indonesia, and the Philippines. Cynthia has appeared in USA's Discover Your Talent show, Singapore radio uh, program 938 Live four times, Hong Kong Radio 3, and Malaysia business radio station BFM as a guest speaker on the subject of voice. Cynthia has spoken to more than 20,000 audience members across industries from the world's top MNCs such as K&L Gates Washington DC, Stanford University, Sophia University, Mercer, Google, HSBC, and Procter & Gamble to government bodies such as the British High Commission Singapore, Immigration and Checkpoints Authority, and the Singapore Air Force, among others. She's a regular guest on podcast shows around the world, and we're pleased to have her here with us now on Mr. Brightside. Thank you very much, Cynthia, for joining us. Sure, thank you. All right. Thank you for having now, me. You've got a lot of stuff going on here. Um, and I want to know how you got to be doing all this. I wonder if you would start with a brief history. Um, what led you to this work you're doing and why is it important to you? Sure. Um, I really believed when I saw that quote, which says that we teach what we needed to learn the most. And voice was the area that I needed to learn the most. And even though I had training when I was young in singing about voice, but it didn't uh, help my speaking voice. And when I started my career, I needed to sound more assertive. I needed to speak up. And that's where it led me onto a journey of discovering my own voice. And uh, here it is. <laughs> okay, so, so you recognized there was something in your voice that was holding you back in your career. Is that, is that what you're saying? Uh, so in the beginning, it was more about the assertiveness yeah, yeah. and also not being heard. Uh, mm-hmm. So I remember that in meetings, I was not really speaking up. Even yeah. if I did speak up, I was not well heard. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my boss was saying to me, she said, when I hired you, I saw that you were very capable. 
but how come I seldom <laughs> see you speak in meetings? <laughs> All right. So then, yeah, then I realized, oh, there was a problem. Okay. I got it. All right. Well, who do you, um, in your voice coaching business, who do you help with mostly? Singers, right? <laughs> no. No, not really. No. <laughs> it's more, more about professionals. Yes. Yeah. So okay. they, uh, they are either in the senior executive role mm-hmm. uh, where they needed to learn uh, how to speak to their teams um, with authority. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are also groups they needed to do all kinds of presentations, uh, mm-hmm. including lawyers. Okay. Uh, so, um, so those would be two groups. And what are the most common problems those leaders, the people in leadership positions come to you with? Mm. So they will say that um, I am the expert, I am the authority, uh, but my voice doesn't show that. Mm-hmm. So they have built up a great career in what they're doing, but whenever they're speaking, um, people didn't see them as the authority. I see. Okay. So, some of my clients, when they started speaking, they didn't even know that they were the one who is leading the big team. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean, what do you mean they didn't know they were leading it? Like they, uh, they didn't know that they, they are the leader. Okay. So they weren't able they to express that properly? Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Because they, they didn't sound like a leader. Yes. They didn't sound like one. Okay. If they, if, if it's about leadership, if it's mostly you're focusing on leadership, people in positions of leadership, what about people who are not, why is this important to people who maybe are listening to this show who are not in positions of leadership? Why should we care about mm-hmm. our voice? Yes. Oh, so leaders are one of the, they're one of the groups that I help with. Mm-hmm. The other group that I help with is people who need to speak at their work. For example, they needed to talk to their clients Mm -hmm. and they needed to talk to their uh, bosses. They needed to talk to their uh, co-workers and they realized that they were not confident. They were not convincing. So for example, there are also my clients who needed to get funding from their bosses. Okay. Then they need to sound confident and convincing. Yes, right. I mean, and, and it certainly everyone needs to be sound convincing and confident in various areas of their lives. I can get that for yes. sure. What, yes. what are some of the biggest misconceptions people have about voice? Um, one is that they think voice is something that they were born with. They cannot change their voice. So they said, oh, my voice is soft or my voice is too loud. My voice is too high pitched or too low pitched. Uh, yeah. I, I have to live with it. Yes. Okay. So they don't. Uh, that's something that they can change without changing themselves, without changing who they are. Mm-hmm. So if their pitch is high, then they can develop a deeper voice. If their voice is too soft, they can project a stronger voice without shouting. Or some of my clients, their voice is too loud. So they can develop the voice to be heard, well heard, without sounding loud. Mm-hmm. All right. Perfect. Um, now, a lot of people understand about voice. Well, no, I understand. You have to be aware of your tone and watch out for your, you know, I know how to change my tone according to the situation. Why is tone or tonality only the tip of the iceberg? Oh, because that's what most people would be thinking about when we talk about voice. They thought, oh, it must be by changing the tone of the voice. Or that's also something that we have learned since we were young, that tonality is almost equal to voice, but it's not. So the tonality is, is really just the tip of the iceberg for the voice because voice is much more than just working on the tone. It is vibration. Voice is vibration. So there is potential in everyone to optimize that, poten- that vibration. So when they started to optimize the vibration, then they not only sound better, but also they feel better physically because now the vibration is changed. So if we go deeper, it's vibrational frequency is changed. Mm -hmm. Then the frequency you'll send out, invisible frequency you'll send out, either attract people or dispel people. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to get into that. Are there other physical attributes? I think uh, you've, I I understand that you call vibration a physical attribute of the voice. Are there other physical attributes we should be aware of? To voice? Um, yes. So, for example, tension. Uh, if there's tension in the body, then the voice is changed or is not optimized uh, 
Uh, for example, one extreme example would be when people are nervous and then they realize that their voice is uh, trembling or their voice goes high pitch or speaking fast. Those are all because of the tension. The tension will have a direct immediate impact on the voice. Mm-hmm. And for most people, as long as we're human beings, I always say that we are all experiencing all kinds of tension. And whenever there's tension, the voice is not optimized. In fact, everyone, if it's not trained, if there's no awareness, the voice is not optimized. Okay. All right, great. Um, what are placement alignment congruence and why are these important? Uh, because you see that nowadays, um, I would say that most people, you can also see that when we're talking to people, they are not present. We can see that they are preoccupied. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they are preoccupied, they are not present. They are not connecting with the person in front of them. And that is a reflection of you not connecting with yourself. So when we're not connecting with ourselves, then of course that we're not going to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, So voice is one of the ways to help you reconnect with yourself because we are all living in the head for most people. Uh, Living in the head, we are very focused on logics, on reasoning, on the left brain. And when we are very focusing on these, we are living in the head, uh, which is reflected in the voice speaking in this way. You can see that that voice is thinner, uh, is almost like living in the head. So what I do is to help them reconnect with their body so that the voice is not just living in the head. The voice is now projected with the full body. So through uh, through voice, they can get reconnected with themselves physically first, physically aligned. And then, of course, that it will affect how they connect with themselves emotionally and mentally. All right. And this is what you call the head voice. Is that right? Uh, Yes. So the one I demonstrated... Yeah. Okay. And then and how common is that? You said most people or something, how common is it really? Like most people live in the head. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and yes. how is this a result of a success, success driven society? And what do, what does that mean? I think that's what you've said uh, before. About that. Yes. Because you see that most people think in order to be successful, that somehow we were planted this uh, idea. It is so common every time when I check in my workshops in my speeches i always see the majority will be nodding their head when i say that have you ever had this idea that if you bring emotion uh, into work it will affect your productivity it will affect your efficiency effectiveness and most people will be nodding their head because that's how we were planted in the success-driven society. We need to work harder. We need to work faster. We need to be efficient. And in order to do that, we cannot bring emotion. We cannot use too much of the right brain. And uh, that is the result of the success-driven society. We are living in the left brain uh, more than living in the right brain. Okay. So you mentioned uh, reconnecting with, with oneself. How can people rediscover their whole voice and reconnect with themselves? Mm, okay. So uh, the process that we go through, uh, there are three major steps. And uh, so the three major steps they are, uh, most people would have heard of, which is one is breathing. Because when most people are living in the head, the breath is also shallow. And that's why that they always feel, for example, some of my clients, when they finish a day's work at in the evening, they felt that, oh, I'm, I is on my, my brain is lack, lack of oxygen. I need to go out of the room to get some new fresh air. That is a sign that your breath is not proper. And there are also people that when they speak for some time, they feel tired. So that's why that we needed to work on the breath because also that breath is what powers the voice. So when we started to work on the breathing to get the breathing proper, we started to connect with ourselves as the first step. Mm-hmm. Breathing. Okay. That's a, I hadn't heard anything like that before. So that's great. Um, what can we hear in a person's voice? You've, you've mentioned a few things already, but what, what can be heard? How can you tell? 
um, by listening to a person? So the very first thing is, for example, the example that we had, which is when you're nervous, the voice will be trembling, high-pitched, or speaking fast. So uh, that's one we can hear, whether you're nervous or calm. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other things we can hear, uh, for example, that whether you're uh, angry or you're uh, excited, so that's the emotion we can hear. We can hear the mental state, uh, which is nervous or calm. We can hear the emotional state, uh, excited or angry. Mm -hmm. We can also hear the physical state, whether you are well or sick. So that's why sometimes if we want to call in sick, but we're not sick, we cannot say, hi, boss, I am sick. <laughs> Summon it up. Yeah. Summon up the, yes. the energy to show up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, people are aware of that on yeah. some level, but not, not to the level that, that, you know, you're aware of it. Um, I, I've also heard you say something like it can show us who we were, who we are and who we might yes. become. What can you yes. break that down for me, please? Yeah, so just now we gave the example, uh, mental, emotional, physical state for the present, uh, for who you are right now. Uh, but voice can also reflect who your past, who you were. For example, for people who are um, growing up in a family where that they were not encouraged to speak up, they were not encouraged to express who they are, then you hear in the voice, most of the times their voice is like this. Uh, it's not coming out. It's more held back. Okay. And uh, yeah, so even for soft voice, for loud voice, for speaking fast, these are all reflecting our past. Okay. I'm very curious about the idea of reflecting who we might become. What's that about? How does, uh, okay. how, yes. It's uh, the potential that, that you yeah. have. Uh, the potential you'll have. For example, the other problem is that most people will be speaking with a monotonous voice. So a monotonous voice shows that one is, of course, the result of focusing too much on the left brain. The other one, it also reflected that for most people, you are not engaging with life fully. Uh, you're not yeah. engaging with life fully. And that so the potential... Yeah. <laughs> Go yes. ahead. So the potential would be that we can help you to engage your life fully. And when you start to engage your life fully, not only your voice becomes more expressive, but also you will start to see the multiple uh, facets of life. And even though they are struggling, but life is still beautiful. That's the other side you can see. Right on. I, I, I understand that... Uh, you know, you joke that people are scared to talk to you sometimes because if you understand all these things, it's like, uh, yeah. you know, Tim Roth and lied to me. If you've ever seen that show, he like looks, ask people a question and just staring at them. And he's a, he, a lie detector guy, right? It's kind of like that. Um, but, but it seems that like you're saying that people who are not experts are very aware of these things. These things come across in your voice and I can feel this person is uncomfortable. This is not well, uh, is not confident, et cetera, all of these things is that you're yes. saying that we can just feel the vibrations coming off a person, whether we're experts or not. I mean, you can tell more why and all that, but yes, lame people can. Yeah. All right. Yes. Unconsciously people can sense that. For example, some people started to speak and then we just feel physically un uncomfortable. Some maybe even the goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, indeed. I've felt that. Yeah. And then you also feel the comfort in this person's in control everything is good. Yeah. I felt a difference myself. I must say in my own classroom, I teach at a university here and I, sometimes when I'm speaking on something, maybe I can tell that it's a little unpopular. Or I just haven't come out out of the gates the right way. And I can see, I can hear my voice going the wrong way and the whole, it doesn't work. The class yeah. feels like loses confidence in me. And other times I come out just completely comfortable and then my voice is something different. I can feel that my voice just sounds better. And of course, the class goes really well. Um, yes. I, I wonder this, um, Cynthia, this is kind of the million dollar question for me, right? If I feel good, then I sound good, right? If I feel confident, then I'm, it's going to be projected or reflected in my voice. Likewise, you yes. said if I feel sick or if I feel nervous, if I'm not confident, that will be reflected. So mm -hmm. can we then, by focusing on the voice first, can we if we change our voice and pay attention, can we affect how we feel? I, I, yes. Yes. Yeah. I hope definitely. Uh, yeah, that is uh, the, yes, that is the two different approaches that I often share. Uh, 
So when we feel good, then the voice will have the reflection of you feeling good. So that is the mind affecting the body approach. And that's what most people are doing, trying to feel, uh, improve their mindset so that they can change the way they sound. They can change the way that they act, they behave. Uh, that is the traditional mind affecting the body approach. Uh, voice is body, voice is physical, is vibration. And then there is another approach where most people have overlooked, and that is the body affecting the mind approach. So when we work on the body, which is the voice, it will change the way you feel. Uh, there, for example, yoga is one of the ways of body affecting the mind approach. They practice right. yoga so that they can feel the peace of mind. And uh, there are also other researches. For example, the, the, the other TEDx talk, uh, power pose, is power putting pose. yourself... Okay. Yes, putting yourself into the power pose, like the Wonder Woman pose or the Superman pose. And then by putting that into that uh, posture for two minutes, and they realize that it changes your hormone levels. So that is also body affecting the mind approach. Right. That's exactly what I thought of, Cynthia. I wondered when I asked, I had that question, I assumed you were going to say, of course, voice can affect your feelings. But I had that posture idea in mind. I've heard that if you just change your posture, your mood changes, your whole, I guess, vibration yes. or something, something changes inside you. Yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah. Yoga is a very, even more clear example for me, to be honest. So yeah. thank you. Yes. I got it. Sure. Um, how can we empower ourselves through voice? If that's a if that's a, a new question, I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Go ahead. So, um, by working on the voice, which is to work on uh, this, uh, work on connecting with yourself, reconnecting with yourself, um, that itself will empower you already. Because when you start to reconnect with yourself, when you started to realign your own vibrational frequency. Uh, the physical side of you is more in harmony, which will be reflected in your outlook, in your, uh, mind, in your mindset, in how you feel. So that's why some of my clients, when they were developing their, uh, what I call the full voice, when they are optimizing their vibrational frequency, I can see that they're glowing, even though they didn't realize and yeah. but what they realized was some of my clients, they would tell me, they said, I don't know why. I just feel good. <laughs> so, All right. Then I'll explain to them why they felt good. Yes. And that's what we need to, when I'm trying to get going here, how can we understand these things? Yeah. Because then we can, you know, summon them when we, when we want to, you know, to really con- reconnect and make a lasting change in our lives. What are some yes. quick and simple things we can do to develop a powerful voice? Yeah. So one thing is we mentioned that uh, tension uh, is in everyone. When there's tension, it is affecting your body. It is affecting your voice. So one thing, one quick thing people can do is to uh, relax. But to relax is easier, <laughs> sounds easier. But uh, there are also quick things we can do. For example, uh, one thing I always ask my participants and clients do is to make a sigh, to make a sigh. It's just, uh, we do, <sighs> So when we are doing that, we're sighing out all this tension, all this holding. So you see that nowadays, especially in business settings, this is how people speak. When they're speaking, this is the way they're speaking. And when you're sounding like that, the impression is that you're not opening up. You're as if that you're holding a lot of things. And this is so common. We see people speaking in that way all the time. When you speak in that way, you're not relaxed. You're not releasing the breath. So to break that pattern, we can just ah, make a sign. Okay. All right. Then what does an authoritative voice sound like? And how can we develop authority in our voices? Sure. So the authoritative voice, um, most people have realized one is uh, a deeper voice. And there are also researchers showing that if you have a deeper voice, for example, if you are the CEOs, they can earn uh, $187,000 a year more. 
That's quite specific. <laughs> that's, that's a research done by Duke University. Yeah. So they did a on CEOs, uh, those CEOs who have a deeper voice, they realize they can earn that much more. Uh, mm-hmm. And they are also having longer tenures. Mm. And it also applies to women. So women uh, who are in the higher position, they realize, oh, they have a deeper voice as well. People show more respect. Mm. And people feel also more secure around people who have a deeper voice. Okay. Uh, that's why you see that Margaret Thatcher the British Prime Minister, uh, she worked on her voice and dropped almost half an octave. Wow. Okay. Is, is there, there must be something biological in that, is there? Something yes, historic? Yes. Okay. What's, yes. what's that about? Because you see that in, in the uh, Stone Ages, mm-hmm. <laughs> when we are going out to, a, when men going out to hunt, and then if you're uh, speaking with a very loud voice, it doesn't give people the sense of security. Mm-hmm. So it's those who are speaking with a deeper voice, with a slow and calm voice that makes people feel oh, more settled. Right. So it's not certainly not about volume. It's not like I'm going to no. take, take command or be authoritative by yelling. Right. Oh, That's that right. guy's in control. No, it's a person who's yeah. in control of themselves, calm and confident, but deep. Yes. I mean, yes. Yep. So all other things being equal. Yeah. Yeah. And because of those researches, so a lot of my clients, when they came to me, they said, uh, in order to sound authoritative, I purposely lower my voice. So I sound more authoritative. Uh, so I said, okay, how long did you last? There's one guy, he said, uh, 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. So that's, that's already very long and that's the wrong way. So mm-hmm. when you are purposely lowering your voice, that's uh, the wrong way of projection. So we want to develop a very natural way of speaking. Mm-hmm. And the purpose, the real purpose is actually not to develop a deep voice, even though we say that there are so many researches showing that a deeper pitch is more authoritative. Mm-hmm. But what we're really developing is a full voice, a voice that's projected with the full body. And the good news is that when you develop the full voice for most people, the pitch will go deeper by itself as a result. I like this concept of a full voice. I like that more than just a, a deep voice or a, a, you know, a strong or a loud, whatever, but a, a full voice. I think that speaks to me a, a lot. Um, yes. I wonder what is this, like when you mention authority and power, are those kind of interchangeable terms to you? Authority and power? Maybe and I guess, um, yeah, it's an authoritative or powerful it, voice, it, maybe. Yes, in some okay. way, yes. And, but I wonder why, why do you, why do you focus on like we want to like you should you know you can have a more authoritative voice a more powerful voice. Why why do the what do these concepts imply to you? What does the concepts of authority and power mean to you? It means that um, you mean what you say. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, you mean what you say. Uh, it also when we say that it also implies the authenticity. So authority or power is not something that we manufacture. It is something that is already in you now. It's just we need to use the voice to express it. All right. I, great. Um, what is the most overlooked reason that our voice is not powerful? Do you the think? overlooked reason. Um, yeah, some pe- people just don't pay attention to it and then, yeah. you know. So... Yeah, it's because that um, I think it has to do with the way our society is is operating. Mm -hmm. Because ever since the uh, machinery revolution, (laughs) which was probably the second revolution, that we have more machines and people started to uh, speak less. Mm. And when they started to speak less and write more, nowadays type more, uh, we started to speak less. We started to use the voice less and less. And that's why that people are not really paying attention to improving their voice. Uh, because less attention is given to the voice. Right, right. I see it. Okay. Um, this you see is- that in, in the ancient times, we, we were using voice as the main tool. Because at the time that writing has not been invented. Uh, printing was not invented. And so that's why we have this uh, oral tradition. People are walking uh, from different villages to different villages, tell stories of history. Mm-hmm. And voice was used as the main tool. 
And today, even for some of the uh, the tribes, uh, tribes, uh, American Indian tribes, and even some of the minority ethnic groups in China, so they they don't they still don't write. They only use their voice, and they know the power of the voice. Let's see, okay. Um, I, this one is not, I don't know if this, how much this is related to voice, but it's something I saw you dealt with on, on a blog. It's about stage yes. fright. How can people overcome stage fright? I'm curious about uh, this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the stage fright is, um, is very common because people are so, we are so concerned about how other people see us. Mm-hmm. We are so concerned about how other people judge us. And uh, we, we, and the deeper, deeper fear is uh, shame. So we don't want to uh, look bad in front of people. We want to make sure that we have a good impression on other people. Yes. So when we deal with stage fright, we cannot just tell them, oh, you need to do this, do this, and do this. Yeah. But sometimes one bad experience will haunt this person for years. So some of my clients who had state fright, it was because, for example, primary school, something happened and it was still haunting them today. Mm-hmm. But there are also others. And I realized that it could be happening maybe when they in their career, once that they gave a terrible presentation and it haunted them for years, they started to avoid presentations. Mm-hmm. So that's why when we work on state fright, we cannot just work on the techniques. We also need yeah. to work on what created this fear? What is yes. the real fear? Yeah, you have to be a psychologist on top of uh, on top of just understanding the mechanics and the and the uh, about voice. You have to understand all kinds. Yes. Oh my. Um, what is a a human doing instead of a human being? I like that. Um, that I like these terms. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So the human doing is uh, we're we we constantly uh, so called we're constantly busy. If you ask anyone, then they will say that, oh, I'm busy. How are you? I'm busy. <laughs> busy. So, You're busy. Yes. You're all over the place. But It's always becomes, being busy is a good thing. It's not a good thing. It is. <laughs> I'm it feeling that, yeah. that. Okay. It means that you don't have time for yourself. You're not connecting with yourself. So, being busy is not a good thing. And uh, if you're busy, you're constantly having one thing after another to do. Mm-hmm. And that's why that we are, instead of human beings, being with ourselves, we are constantly doing yes. things. And it sounds once like... We finish, Go ahead. Yes. Once we finish this objective, finish this goal, what's next? <laughs> so you're right. constantly looking for different goals to achieve. That sounds like another... Uh you know, symptom of the success driven society that you talk about, right? People are like, it's cool to be busy. Like if I want to show that I'm a good person, a moral person even, right. Or at least, you know, someone is valuable. I'm, I'm busy, but no, you want to be a human being, not just a human doing all the time. Be with yourself. I love this idea. And also that sometimes if people asking you and you say, I'm not busy, then they're going to think that, Oh, you must, (laughs) you are must, you must be failing in what you're doing. Right. Or you're lazy or some other, otherwise, you know, lack a bit of virtue in some way, right? That, yes. oh, you're just yeah. not a person who's doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know about that. Okay. Well, how, why, why are people feeling unfulfilled these days? It must be related to this, is it? And, and, yes. and how is this related yes. to voice as well? So, um, we're not fulfilled because that we're constantly chasing so many things. So there was a one one interview I I watched early this year, mm-hmm. and there was a, someone who was trying to write a book on wealth, and uh, so uh, he was interviewing the so-called wealthy people, and uh, he interviewed first a millionaire. So he said, uh, "You have so much money, you can do whatever you want. You must be fulfilled." And this millionaire said, "Oh no, I'm not fulfilled. I don't have a private jet." <laughs> So, so then right, he said, yeah. okay, let, let me interview a billionaire. So then he went to interview a billionaire and he said, oh, you have a private jet. You have anything you want. You must be very happy, very fulfilled. And this billionaire said, no, I'm not fulfilled. My private jet is too small. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a tough life. I, I feel, I'm feeling yeah. it for those guys. But 
I get it. Yeah. And this is what I talk about a lot, of course, is obviously focus on what you've got, try to nurture it and make it grow, obviously have better goals, but still appreciate what's going on and, and be present, I guess, is part of that. Yeah. How, how is that, that, un, that lack of fulfillment or these kind of scenarios, how is that related to yeah. voice? Because, we, yeah. because when we are so-called not fulfilled, the reason was that people are constantly chasing more, chasing something bigger, something better a bigger house, a better car, mm-hmm. a more famous brand. Yep. And that's why you see there's so many young people. They didn't even make a lot of money, but they're buying all these big brand bags. So I've got it. I see it all the time. People yeah. Are, yeah, people are changing things outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. And we actually need to go in to search the fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And voice is one of the channels to help you go within to connect with yourself. Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is the key. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, just how can we reestablish the realignment and congruence, as you call it, in our voice? How can we do that yes. then? Yeah. So then uh, developing the voice, instead of living in your head, we want to live in the body and we want to live in the heart. Okay. Got it. Um, I, you mentioned a couple already, but what do, what do most people work on? When they think of self-empowerment, they work on these things when they, while ignoring voice. What are some of the other yeah. things people are trying to work on? And it's, well, you got to add things, voice as well. Yeah, there are things, for example, you see that what are some of the courses that are best selling? Mm-hmm. As courses like how to be successful, how to make seven figures, how to ma- make multiple seven figures. Yeah. <laughs> So these are all the things that people are trying to learn, so-called mm-hmm. to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these books maybe say, like, they, you, work, you should be working on your health and fitness, and that'll help you, and that'll help your energy. Therefore, you'll be whatever. You should work on your yes. uh, mind. Yes. You say a lot of people are working so much on their mind, trying the mind, um, what do you say, mind whatever approach versus the opposite. So, uh, mind of, uh, affecting the body approach. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So they're yeah. doing that a lot and focusing, but they're ignoring yes. voice is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Now you, you reminded me, even for me, uh, earlier, uh, many years ago when, when I was reading those so-called success books. Mm-hmm. And I remember that there was one book, uh, I couldn't remember the title of the book, but there was one book, it's talking about su- secrets of success, I think. Something related to that, like secrets or keys to success. Mm-hmm. And I remember that in that book, the very first chapter, when I saw the first chapter, I skipped the first chapter. <laughs> because? The first, yeah. because the first chapter said gratitude. <laughs> ah, okay. So and at the time, yeah, at the time, those best-selling courses, they're saying, oh, how to be successful? You need to blah, blah, blah. And as a result of when I was, even before I was awakened, I was also being affected by those approaches. So I saw that book, I said, gratitude, how do they have to do with success? So I skipped that chapter. <laughs> and then today, if you saw that, would you you'd be reading that chapter, would you? It is so true. What it does it mean so to you then? What, gratitude, what does that mean? Uh, gratitude, uh, there are so many layers. One is that when you are uh, paying attention to gratitude, you are starting to uh, put yourself. Mm-hmm. That's one. And then okay. two is you are also starting to see what you already have instead of looking for what you don't have so that you go and chase after them. Yep. So you see that interestingly, the book, the whole book I read, I don't even remember what are the, chap- the other chapters about. <laughs> I the- only remember the chapter I skipped. <laughs> well, effective book then because they, they put the, the important thing right out for you and you've it's helped you think about it since. So I guess that book had some yes. value for you, even though yeah. you didn't remember the rest of it. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, how about this? Going, well, actually, well, one more before I ask you that. How, how can voice lift people or put others down? More than just the words. Used. Obviously, if I'm like, you idiot, or you're so cool. But just how can voice do that? Yeah. Regardless of words. Uh, it's the, um, the vibrational frequency it sends out. So if we say, ah, let's do it, then a lot of people will be turned off. Mm-hmm. And because that pitch is so high and also that it, it's not authentic. It's like that you are just pumped up for that moment. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Instead, we want to hear from people, or we are influenced uh, even unconsciously by people whose frequency is more authentic. It's really they are feeling it, and then they are saying that. So right, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, how about this? Then? I want to ask about your book. It's uh, "Influence Through Voice." Is your book? Um, yes. What can people learn from reading this book? So they would learn uh, almost all the things that we talked about, mm-hmm. which is that what are the potential, the real potential in your voice, mm-hmm. and how to develop a full, full voice so that you can be more connected with yourself, mm-hmm. and also how to live your life more fully, which is through that using your heart, being connected with your heart. Mm-hmm. So we're saying that you need to live in your body. You need to live in your heart. Mm-hmm. So that's what they are going to find out in the book. Very good. Um, I, this is this is unrelated to voice, but it's uh, certainly something that's important on this show. And you have the you know a great uh, experience in this. I wonder in what way are you an example of flourishing against the odds in just in your career and your life? Share a bit of that with us. Um, I think it's. Um, one thing is that I connect with myself mm-hmm. to not being affected. Uh, so the first, the first step that I think for me, now I look back, was to, to take a pause and not being affected by the society saying that, oh, you need to have a better car, you need to have a bigger house. Uh, but looking at yourself, asking yourself, what is it that really fulfills me? And what is it that I, my heart really wants? So when I'm connecting with myself, knowing that what I really want, what I really want is to have, have more people getting hurt, to have more people get their message out. And that fulfills me. So then I am going to do more of that. So when I do more of that, then it really it really shows that uh, the quote from Zig Ziglar works, which is that if you can help enough people get what they want, mm-hmm. you will get what you want. All right. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm down with all of that. Uh, and, and I guess uh, what, I, what I actually meant to more so was your actual real experience in life that you, you, uh, you went to the States and started doing a business with, without any help or anything like that. Can you tell us just your experience, your actual real life experience and uh, existential yeah. experience of how you grew this business and, and everything? I just yeah. think it's a great story. Um, yes, because um, this is something that I believe in. So even though when I started, there are a lot of uh, voices, they're against it. Even my mentor at the time, so I left my mentor, <laughs> but we are still friends. Yeah, and uh, so, good. yeah. And that's, that's one, one thing is that you must, be, you must have faith in yourself. You must have faith in what you believe in. So I believe in the voice, the power of the voice. And uh, so that's the first step. If you want to flourish, if you want to get fulfilled, you need to do what you believe in. You need to be do what you love and uh, friends a business they will come when you started to when you believe in what you do and also when you started to see the difference you can make in another person's life yep so that's the second thing i did which is to help people and of course you need to get out of your house now probably not possible but at the time 11 years ago, it was possible. (laughs) So get out of your house and meet people to, uh, one is of course, so-called networking. You get to know people, but most importantly, you get to hear what people are looking for. So you can help them. So that's the other thing that helped my, uh, my career, my business is that I go out and meet people. One is that I hear what people are looking for. Two is that you will also uh, see possibilities. So I saw people uh, doing what I wanted to do. I see, ah, okay, it's possible. Now there are so many people, they they can do that. Then why not me? I can also do that. Yes. So, yeah. 
Wait, is this those perhaps? Few, yeah, those go ahead, were the few please. things that helped me. Uh, so those were the few things that helped me to build my business. Okay, uh, is, it, that sounds that's reminding me that there's a quote that you shared that I that you that you loved on your website, and I I like it too. It's from Howard Thurman. He says, "Don't ask what the world needs." ask what makes you come alive and go do it because what the world needs is people who come alive. That sounds kind of what you're saying right now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And you add, you add there on your own, your own writing. He says, I live a life of aliveness because I'm on a mission. Life is too short to waste our time doing things we don't love and doing things that do not give us a purpose. But you say that you were not always crystal clear about your life's mission. How did you get clear? I know we've got some hints of it here, but maybe give us that. How did you get clear on your mission? Um, it was, it was by jump into the things that I, I was always, uh, I was doing, mm-hmm. uh, instead of always looking for it. So it's by experimenting. So for example, my very first stop was in HR. I saw that I would, I would love that work, uh, because people always say, oh, you're good with people. So I said, okay, I will do HR. Sounds like what I wanted to do. So I did about two years and realized it was not. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then by meeting people, uh, by meeting different people, and I realized, oh, there are a lot of people doing training and doing coaching. And I thought, oh, okay, this is something uh, looks like that I am I like to do. It's something I'm good at. So that's where it led me into training and coaching. And then, of course, there are so many topics. Which one do you train on? And uh, because that I was listening to people, they were asking me about how to improve their voices. And then even though there were only about two to three people asking me, and then I thought, oh, okay, I had training on voice. And this looks like this is people something people are looking for. And let me experiment. Mm-hmm. So that's where it led me onto the journey of working on voice. Mm-hmm. And the more I worked on it, the more I realized, oh, I was born to do this. Because not only I was good at it, but also my own, my own experiences that in my early career, I was not heard. I was not assertive. I didn't have a voice. So through different experiments, through reflection and through seeing the changes in my clients, and I more and more believe that this is something that I was born to do. I was in a way chosen by the universe to do this. So that started to... Uh, crystallize my mission. All right. And th- and this is what you would say has made you come fully alive. Is that right? Yes. They said we need, yes. we need people who come alive. I, that sound yes. of that is, is exactly the kind of thing I say to my students and people who I talk to is just, you got to just try something, get out there and try something and then yes. see what part of it you like, and what part of it you don't like, but, and, and learn something, do something. Yes. And then, because you can't just look for it. As you were saying, you can't just look for it and wait till you find it and then go, it yeah. doesn't work that way. Got to get out there. That's right. I think that is great advice. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, so Cynthia, I was want to ask you, is there anything that, uh, that, that I haven't brought up that you wish I had brought up something you think is important that we didn't cover here in this? Um, I think we covered a lot. We did cover uh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And also when we think about the title of the podcast, the bright side. Mm-hmm. So it is always that this is the bright side. The bright side is to go out and experiment it mm-hmm. and uh, to be grateful. And that mm-hmm. is to look at the bright side because when we are grateful, we started to look at the bright side of the, our lives. We started to look at what's working in our lives and when, when things are working, then we want to do more of it instead of doing the things that are not working. So, yeah, I think the, the last word of advice is to look at the bright side, <laughs> to be grateful. Yeah, I'll take that. And then what I say is the more you do that, the more you do focus on that, and that beco- it becomes your reality. So your reality yes. becomes a bright place, right? And then I, I suppose that will be uh, reflected in your voice as well. Yes. And, yes. of course, we can use our voice to help affect it the other way. And that's what I hope people take from this and go seek out your work. I'm going to ask you about where people can find you in a second. I just want to say to listeners first uh, to please share this interview. You can see 
something that you probably haven't thought about before and you're probably a little excited about it and find value in it. So if you think that there's someone else that would benefit from this, please share it with one or two people you think would get value out of this interview. Um, Also listening through, I'm sure a lot of questions occurred to you listening to Cynthia talk. Um, and then you're like, Matthew, you didn't ask it what I wanted, right? So you ask it. Please ask a question. Go to the uh, comments section on wherever you consume and ask questions there. You can also go to the Mr. Brideside Facebook page, facebook.com slash matthewbolton.ca and ask us there. And I'll appreciate all that. Thank you. Um, Cynthia, where can people go to connect with you directly and learn about you and your work? Sure. So they can, um, one of the best places they can go to is my YouTube channel. So they can just go to YouTube and search Cynthia Voice Coach. They should be able to find my channel. So we have uh, over 150 videos. Wow. And uh, now we have, I think it's 40, 40 plus K uh, subscribers. Mm-hmm. So that's where they can find a lot of resources. And then, the, then of course, my website. And mm-hmm. so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the long name of my website. Well, they we're going to put it up so you can go ahead. Yes. Okay. So it's a powerful executive voice.com. Yep. And on my website, there's also a lot of resource they can uh, learn from. And of course, the final channel is uh, my social media platforms, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. They can find me there. And so that's the uh, third place. All right. Well, that's great. Well, we're going to put it all up there. Everybody can see easily where to go. And of course, in the show notes, we'll provide links as well. So you can find it easily. Go find Cynthia easily. Um, Cynthia, I'll tell you what, it is true that I have thought a bit about my voice at times, just kind of before I go into somewhere and say, I got to be conscious of my voice and try to you know, but I didn't have any idea of how to do it, how to get myself in the right state, how to project a good voice or, or prepare myself at all. And then certainly after, to the extent I ever was conscious of it, I didn't go in my life afterward and then think about how should I think about my voice and connecting with myself. So that's why I invited you on. I thought, I, this is something I haven't thought about and I ought to. And I'm very uh, interested now to learn more about it. So I very much appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise. Uh, thanks for coming on. Sure. Thank you very much for having me. All right. And I want to say to listeners, uh, listen to Cynthia, rediscover and remember the transformative power of your voice. Learn about how to nurture it and feel fulfilled in living a life that's connected, aligned and true to yourself. And I'll see you guys next time. Mr. Brightside, your time out to refresh, refuel and refocus your mind and energy toward building an optimistic framework for flourishing. Life is good. It's up to you to choose the bright side. 